Welcome back to Market on Close. Let's talk some commodities here. WTI is back above 90 bucks. Let's bring in Chris Robinson, Managing Director at TJM Institutional Services. Chris, everybody wants crude to be done. Is it? Back, baby. Halfway back. <laughs> Go back to the November low and then the June high. That's what we're spinning on here. And um, we've seen so many of those trades in the past two years. Um, so if it doesn't hold, yeah, you'll see more people try and pound it. Also, too, look at that continuation chart. Charts like to do this. We're back to the highs of, I'm looking here right now, so I don't misspeak, but you go back to October of 2021. Okay, the highs were 85.41. Well, so it's it's almost like a house being formed. It goes back and tests the old roof. Is that going to be the new support? If it isn't, um, you know, uh, who, who would have had, you know, sub $80 oil? you know, uh, just four months ago. So that's the nice thing about free markets. They don't care what a politician says or anybody else says. They factor in all this stuff. It's a forward-looking market. And you really saw the turn about a month and a half ago when the whole world priced in, um, not so much even a, a slowdown here in the U.S. possibly, but China, Europe, U.S. And boy, people could not get out of their long uh, crude oil fast enough. So what role do you think that's playing right now, uh, uh, Chris, when we're trying to figure out how China fits into the supply demand? Uh, seemingly, you would think it was a limitation uh, to crude over the last several months. But while China was shut down, crude was trading above $110. Now it seems like China's reopening and, and crude's coming off. How do, how do we fit these things together? Well, at the end of the day, it's supply and demand. And regardless of I don't want to go too deep in the woods, but what happened to the oil that was coming out of Russia during the when we weren't when the U.S. wasn't buying Russian oil, everybody else was. That was all going to China and India and everybody else, and they were gladly scarfing it up. I mean, it is a, a pretty inelastic demand when you get right down to it. So that oil, you know, at the end of the day, the one law the politicians, I don't care where they are, or what uh, you know, wh what country they're in, you can't you can't change the law of supply and demand. So the market is speaking right now. Uh, none of this has anything to do with what any politician has done in the last two weeks. This is all the market factoring in worldwide slowdown, and um, and, and it's, you know you see that here. And we're, why what's so significant about the halfway back trade? We see it time and time again. The market gets overdone comes back and we'll see what happens. It's August, it's you know summertime. Um, we'll see where we are you know, at the end of the year. I think when everybody get, gets back to school and gets back to work in September, October, uh, you could get another repricing event. And anybody that sits here and tells you, oh, we're going to 130 or no, 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 we're going to 60, they don't know. Uh, the market is what, all that matters. And, and that's my opinion. Just wait and see. The market will tell you what it's gonna do. Um, but this has been extremely technical. But it's been very, very difficult. We've had some nasty whipsaws. I've had guys trying to sell crude oil around the $100 level. We got, they got whipsawed quite a bit. 90 bucks looked like maybe a, a technical support. Yeah. Well, I miss mean, this 89.50. If you look at the SEP contract, there's two ways to look at it. Look at the continuation chart. And I, it's not a secret. Anybody with a charting program 101 can look it up. It's, it's halfway back. And uh, for a while, we we really chopped around between that 110 and $100 level. And again, it's just kind of like I said before, the, we've come down to the October highs. Back in October of last year, we couldn't get above 85 bucks. We actually broke down to, to 62 bucks on the continuation chart. That was Christmas. That's why everybody was so smoked when the whole thing happened with uh, Ukraine. And it was just 
everybody decided, oh my goodness, there's not going to be any oil coming out of China, out of Russia. Well, guess what? It did. It did come out of Russia. It didn't come to where we thought it would go, but it went, certainly went to China yeah, and those other parts of the world. Yeah. So it, it is. A, it's 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 interesting to watch. We are watching history, and um, again, where we're going to be in six months. A lot of it depends on what happens, I think, with Taiwan and also, too, with the overall uh, Chinese economy, which has slowed down a bit. Hey, Chris, uh, last point here. As many of these inflationary commodities have rolled over crude in the agricultural commodities, gold seems to have caught a little bit of a bid. Somewhat of an irony there, I guess, as uh, the uh, gold bugs argue it should be a hedge to inflation, but it seems like it's firming up when inflation cools, is that just because bond yields are coming down and that's what gold pays attention to? I think, Gord, I mean, again, I could be wrong. And everybody has opinions are like belly buttons, right? Everybody's got one. You know, gold trades more like a currency, really, at the end of the day, despite what a lot of the salespeople say about gold. Um, and you've seen that as the dollar has has been uh, really rallying. The dollar's up 20% in the last, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months, go back to where we, when we started taking off. And what did gold do? Well, it's gold's been in a $400 trading range for two years, 1680 at the bottom, 1280 at the top. And it's just been a complete chop test. It's been the, the Ginsu knife. Uh, people get <laughs> long, they get long at the top then they get short at the bottom. And we were just down at 1680 and uh, that held. So again, take a longer term view, uh, See if you can hold something for more than you know 30 seconds if you're trying to catch something. And this is an environment which I think really lends itself to longer term uh, options type strategy as opposed to uh, trying to catch every tick because it, they make it extremely difficult. The HFT uh, uh, computers make it extremely difficult. So I'd say have a longer term view and maybe trade smaller. Instead of having X amount of contracts on, have half of X. Uh, so you can sit through some volatility. But again, I'm not saying anything. There's no secret. Look at, look at a chart of gold for the last two years. 1680 has been the bottom, 1280 is the top, $400. And you know, are we going to do what we're doing in, in crude oil now? Are we going to have, have a halfway back run? If you think so, well, you know, look at that as a, as a, possi as a possibility. You know right now that 1680 is the floor. So everybody out there, bull or bear, that's going to be, it's going to be like a line of scrimmage. They'll be, mm. you know, we may come back and test that. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, little uh, words of wisdom and some caution there. Keep the size small. Don't try to catch every uh, tick a lesson uh, I could take to heart myself. Thanks, Chris Robinson. Trade, appreciate it. Trade small. Have a ball. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. TJM Institutional Services.